talked a lot of trash to you about doing this. And now you're doing in, it. In uh, recording and waiting till we record to open a can, but... I think it makes it sound cool, especially if it's a brewski. Like, you crack it, dude. You hear the, you hear the bubbles. Speaking of being cool. Oh, yeah? Since we're still in, in high school here, I don't think you're actually playing anymore, but, like, is is, is my memory correct? We're, how good were you at football? You were you were pretty good, weren't you? I was I was good when I first started, because I, yeah. I was just, I was big. Uh, I was heavy set freshman year of high school. Yeah, I was. My goal was to break two hundred pounds yeah. by yeah. sophomore year. I remember that. Yeah. And then I started wrestling, and it went the opposite direction. I think I got yeah. sick too. I got like the stomach flu or yeah, something. Yeah, that was you lost thirty pounds, but you were still a fat kid. We, we yeah. went over this. Yeah, forever. Yeah, forever. <laughs> I'll never, I'll never um, not we, think about it when I get in the shower. We wrestled in the same weight class in high school. There was no, <laughs> there was absolutely no reason. <laughs> Wait. To the ounce, almost the yeah. exact same. Until they put me on Adderall, and then I lost another 20 pounds. <laughs> Just ridiculous. But I dropped I, two weight classes. So. But I, I was pretty good, and then I lost a bunch of weight, and I couldn't do my position anymore. Uh, so they were like, you could try running back or fullback or something. And it, like they gave me the ball one time, and I tripped like over people trying to, trying to cut through a gap. I'm not like a quick guy. I've n- even, sure. even at my best shape, yeah. I wasn't. So I, I was, I, I, yeah. as soon as that happened, I was like, I'm not going to keep playing. Yeah, yeah. Probably just went to wrestling. I don't know. Yeah, for some reason, when you were a center, I feel like I remember you being uh, on the track to varsity, maybe at the beginning there. I played. I played on varsity for a little. You did bit. right. Yeah, yeah. I, like backup. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't start. Football was not my game. I was all. I was all basketball. But there, yeah. I, I remember like a, a shocking game because you only played football like one season, right? Yeah. There was there was a game where you were doing like dumb guy moves, but they were just working. Yeah, I got two. <laughs> I got two sacks, and a stri- you stripped it. I did. You, yeah. you like ran into a guy and instead of even remotely trying to tackle him. You just like get it. Well, okay, so <laughs> and everybody's like, "Holy shit, it worked! It worked!" That was a move. Okay, so James and I played flag football at uh, at Martyrs, and I was actually um, a really good running back until I broke my finger on the flag team. Like I was, I was doing really well for us, but we were we were losing a game, and we were th- we were only down by like a touchdown or like a, a field goal or something, and we were pissed at this team. And James was like, "Dude, fuck it, just go, just go take the ball. Like, who's <laughs> gonna like what's gonna happen at this point? We're gonna we're about to lose." And I literally just I just ran up to the guy and just grabbed it from him and ran all the way down for, <laughs> That's for a touchdown. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so I tried to just like, you know what, I'm gonna try this again. Yeah. But they had me at um they had me at uh, a position that somebody who's five six should not be playing. You were you were either a a defensive end. defensive end. Yeah, but dude, yeah. I, I look at everybody else, like I can't do this. Like yeah, why you, you have to be able to like block passes and stuff. Yeah, no, I was basketball was my was my thing though. Yeah, because that's where somebody who's five six belongs. Well, at the time, <laughs> it didn't matter because not everybody wasn't that much taller than me. Yeah, but. then everybody else kept growing. Oh, hey, that's exactly what happened. This is Remember the Times podcast. I'm Mitch. Hello, everyone. Sitting here with AJ. We're uh, remembering times when we were athletes. Yeah, we just got into Mitch's Mitch's heyday. Maybe we can talk about mine later. Ooh, baby, we're big American Children fans, anyways. But yeah, we can uh, we can outbundle it up sometime. Um, but anyways, all right, so we are in episode 19 now. We are still in our senior year of high school. We are in, uh, starting off in November 2004 here. We just had a crazy month last. Coming off a big month. Big month. Eight gigs, uh, potential molestation, potential managers. <laughs> Flip a coin which one we would have ended up yeah. getting. We won the hometown fair finally. 
um, which is actually the money we won is going to come up in this episode. But we started it off. We went. We played at the um, our first headliner was at the Redondo Beach Teen Center a mm-hmm. year prior. We were back there, sadly for a much worse reason. But a um, a fellow classmate of ours, Mike Hammond, uh, passed away, and everybody decided to have a tribute show for him. Mm-hmm. We did it at the Redondo Fair, and it was. A great tribute show. All his friends showed up. It was really, really good. It was. I remember it being really cathartic. Yeah, like, like there's a lot of like big groups singing on stage that. and stuff, and like, yeah. like arms around each other, circle pits kind of deal. Yeah. Um, it actually got really out of hand, though. I don't know if you're gonna remember this at all. Um, but to back up, I think in episode one, Chris and I's old babysitter, Sean Leffler, who um, became a UFC fighter. Mm-hmm. And owns gyms now in San Diego, um, training gyms, in case anybody's trying to do that. Uh, he reemerges here in his new band, Fail for Fun. And they like, they were like, at first he was in a punk band way back in the day called Code 7. But this band was like, they were like a metal band, basically. Mm-hmm. And they were everything we, like, wanted that we wanted to be. To be. To be. Yeah. And they like, I don't know if you remember, they came to our school one day. They had just got signed to a rap label. Yeah. And they were just like passing out demos and everything. And we so we, all of a sudden we just like reconnected with Sean and we were hanging out and playing shows with him. And um, they actually headlined this show. Mm-hmm. But so after this whole great experience, as you said, cathartic show for everyone, all of Mike's friends, um, I don't remember exactly what it was, but somebody came, I think it was from their label or something. I was inside packing up. But all of a sudden, I just hear a bunch of people screaming. Somebody pulled a gun. You remember this? Yes. And am I remembering this right? Sean took it away from him or talked him down or something? I think so. It, it was somebody... Sean's a big guy. Yeah, he's a, he's so a if big, anybody was gonna scary get a, Yeah. Now he was in the UFC yeah. and shit. Like he's, he's a terrifying guy if you're on his bad side. But I think it was somebody he knew or like yeah. was friendly enough with that he was able to approach him and like talk him down. It might have been that, but okay, but not only, but Sean saved the fucking night, but everybody started chaining Fail for Fun afterwards. <laughs> so to, that to me sounds more like he like disarmed him, but maybe uh, I don't know. But whatever it was, yeah, Sean saved all of our asses. <laughs> yeah, there's almost, there's almost a mass shooting event back before they were cool. <laughs> They're happening every before day. Before they were the hip thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting month uh, show there. That was November. Um, yeah, weird show. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, was this the show where our buddy tried to stage dive and our even bigger buddy just caught him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> one of the best memories <laughs> that always gets brought up is, uh, one of our good friends, uh, who is a listener. So I'm just going to say it. Fran DeLeon Hi, Fran. Was, was a stage diving and another one of our friends who I don't know if he listens and I'm just not going to say his name, but he, he was a gigantic water polo player. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. caught him in the air. Like he was absolutely nothing. It's like he was, Fran was going for a full stage dive to a crowd surf or something. And just yeah. one man is just like, I got you, buddy. And like sets him down on the ground. Like he's nothing. I forgot about that. Like, he, like he weighed five pounds. It, it was incredible. Unbelievable. I forgot about that. That was I, I vividly remember that. Am yeah. I just seeing him like plucked out of the yeah, air? Yeah, just like, like he was picking an apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I got you. 
little Uruguayan devil. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the guy who caught it was like the biggest gentle giant, yeah, nicest yeah. dude in the nicest world. Dude but, but he's also like I'm gonna, huge. I'm gonna get like rough estimate ten feet tall <laughs> and like three hundred pounds of just just muscle. Your muscle. And that was um, in high school. It just only got bigger. <laughs> um. Okay. So now we're gonna go into December. The rest of the rest of this episode takes the takes place in December 2004. We, uh, if you guys remember, we um, opened for Guttermouth at point seven oh five shortly a few episodes ago. Uh, we are back at point seven oh five, opening Ooh. for Phil for Fun again. Um, do you remember anything about this show? I have two memories. I remember them doing a cover of. Um because it was near Christmas, they did a yeah. That was one of my what, Carol of the Bells and yeah. we were all just like looking at guitar player like oh my yeah. God. They, they did like epic harmonized yeah. and we were just we were watching them just like fuck like we, we will we ever be that good? <laughs> this is the best thing I've yeah. ever seen in my life. Um, but besi- yeah. yeah, besides that, I don't remember too much of the show. So Chris didn't play that show with us. Oh, he was grounded. <laughs> And Zach Bozeman from Allura filled in on drums for us. Very nice. Wow, I don't remember that remember at that? all. Yeah. That's if like, I, a, that's if like I could, a big thing. If I could just find my damn photo albums, there I have pictures of the show, but can't find it. But yeah, he, was, he, was, he was grounded. So this was... Actually, Chris had to miss two shows this year. I would say in about three episodes, you're going to find out <laughs> why <laughs> that one was a much bigger incident. But this one, he was just grounded. So... Um, but yeah, that's all I remember of this one. And then for the rest of the month, from the money we won at the hometown fair, a big five hundred dollars, baby, we, we decided to record new music. It's called investing in ourselves. Exactly. I don't know if or if you remember this at all, but we actually tried to record this album during the summer of two thousand four uh, with a buddy of ours, Mike, who's going to come up. A lot. Yeah, and and we got like a, a little chunk of the way through, and then his, his home studio like stopped being an option. We were actually only going. We recorded. We were recording six. The album ended up being nine. And we were recording six songs with him. He went on vacation. Never heard from him again. <laughs> <laughs> we were almost done with it, and then I think we actually ended up becoming bandmates with this guy. And so I found out about ten years later that his computer crashed and. Uh, <laughs> Everything just got destroyed. <laughs> just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with this. Yeah, like, oh, okay. Well, thanks for letting us know. Thanks. <laughs> Anyways, just like keep seeing us on his phone. Go, yeah. So we found a new guy. He was a few years older than us, so he wasn't going to high school anymore. But um, he still lived in Hermosa. We uh, lovingly called him <laughs> the Shermanator. Uh, I don't remember his real name. Because he had red hair. Yeah, that was literally <laughs> the only reason. And we, we were, were big very, American Pie fans. We were very creative American yeah. Pie fans. And he had a detached garage, much like Chris and I did, at his parents' house. And he set up a studio in there. And we we got to record it. And he actually, he did a, he did a really good job. I the, would the say. The sound for it is great. Yes, we. I wouldn't, I think this was our, as far as James Era goes, I, this is my favorite one. I, I was going to say, Organization of Sound and Silence is probably my favorite album that we put out. Uh, not to give you a, a, a big head, because I don't need to do that. But, um, <laughs> it's, it's up there already. <laughs> but I think this is, you, this is from our 
you know, being kid recordings, this is by far your your best performance. You sound absolutely fantastic on this, this one. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those albums that I listened to, and I was like, how did I ever do that? Yeah. And how do I figure out how to do that again? Well, so... I, I think was it's, just... I was shredding my voice every day. That's yeah, what it was. But, like, so you... At the time, like, your big thing was that you could slightly mimic Danzig. Mm-hmm. But everything that you and I were writing you couldn't even do it. It was so high. Like it was at the top of your range. So it didn't even sound like that. This was like all of a sudden you're your own, your own thing out of, not out of like trying to, but you actually just, there was nothing else you could do, (laughs) but you sounded, sounds great. It sounds really, really good. So well done, sir. Thank you. Which time of this episode, you will be able to hear (gasps) on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, what is the other one that actually pays people? Uh, Apple music. Title. Huh? Oh yeah, the, the, the organization, the organization of sound and silence. <laughs> no, the, there's another streaming service called oh, Tidal. Tidal, like yeah, the waves. Tidal. You can, yeah, it'll be on there too. Whatever. All, yeah. all the user from that will be able to listen to it. Yeah, so you guys can hear it. Mitch's best performance as a as a 17 year old. So, with the caveat, I, I thought the the quality of the recording was good. I did a bunch of stuff on the album where I was like, ah, "That's the best that I've, I'll ever sound." There's also a bunch of stuff on the album where I was like. Why the fuck didn't we take that again? <laughs> yeah, I think that was our problem a lot. But I mean, okay, so this was a this was our first time going um, track by track, which mm-hmm. we had never done before. Um, well, before before we get to it, are, we're doing a bonus bonus episode about this album, right? Next time, yeah. Let's save it. Okay, let's not talk about it anymore. Well, so we're not going to talk about like the you that's the writing. Have to wait. That's the writing. This one is the recording. Oh, okay. We're talking about just oh, yeah, a little. Let's, bit, let's talk about the recording. Then. So. It was our first time going track by track, which means we're not playing all in a group. The song, everybody plays their parts individually and try to put them together, which is very useful to, for you can get all the levels right. Um, but if you don't play to a metronome, you're just guessing what's happening. And uh, <laughs> if you listen to it, we guessed and a lot of it is not in time. <laughs> at yeah, you all. know, like, like you, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. But... Uh, Okay, so this was actually um, a very awkward uh, recording session. I'm not going to say which member. Allura, OG Allura, and SBNC were hanging out in the studio a lot. They came to support us. Taylor actually ended up playing piano on one of the songs, and he sang all the group vocals with us. So there was two bands in there hanging out all the time. Somebody, one of us in one of the two bands just recently started dating the Shermanator's ex-girlfriend from like, like literally like broke up dating one of us and, and we were all just hanging out there house. and he didn't know it, but we were all just kind of like, uh, when's he going to find out? Is he going to beat us up? It, we, we can't <laughs> let him know because he might, it might be the second time in a row that we just don't finish this album. Yeah. yeah. We, don't want him, we don't want him to delete everything. Like, oh, my computer crashed. Um, Everybody eat the fuck out of my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah. So that was odd. We didn't do consecutive days either. So there was a lot of like, only you and I were there, or just yeah. me and Chris, which is just which is myself. pretty standard now. Yeah, but at the time yeah. it, was, it was kind of like, whoa, is this the newfangled way that people? Yeah, we record? didn't we didn't know. But uh, so a couple of times I was there by myself finishing the guitar, and I'm going to dispel a big rumor oh. from the band that everyone thought happened. I actually just cleared the air with James because he actually gave me some good insight into all these episodes. It only took you like 
decades. I just, well, actually, it's in his favor. I just didn't feel like telling him. Mm. But he was under the impression that I went in and re-recorded all of his guitar parts for this album. <laughs> Somebody told him that I did that. I'm going to throw it out. I'm pretty sure it was John the Chaos Agent. That would make a lot of sense since he was hanging out. I have, I have nothing to back that up, but I'm just, <laughs> my gut tells me. But, James already knows this, but to clear the air for everyone else, I did not, that is not true. It is a partially true statement. Okay. I had to, I don't remember which songs it was. I had to re-record one and a half songs of James's part. And it wasn't like anything that was on that album was within James's abilities. It wasn't like, because I was like, dude, this guy sucks. It was just like you said, why didn't we take another pass? And it just wasn't lining up with everything else. So one night when I was finishing my parts, we just realized that it wasn't lining up. So I just had to redo one and a half of James's song. Everything else is James. He's so, on the So album. you did do it. I didn't not I didn't do the whole thing. I didn't do the whole thing. I did one and a half. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're on the album, James. Don't yeah, worry about it. I mean it. I mean his name's on it. That that's true too. Yeah. Name's on the album, he's on the album. Yeah. So that was our weird recording process. And then um I thought that month was going to end on a great note. Yeah, we're crushing it right now. Yeah. What could have possibly happened? <laughs> it went great for everybody but me. The end. Here. We, were, <laughs> we, were ending, we were ending it off so great. If you guys have been listening to us to the beginning, we are all giant Misfits fans. Still are to this day. Yeah, there you go. I got to get I gotta get me one of those. It's a fantastic one. Yeah, uh, for, for those of you not watching on YouTube, I slapped my bicep, which contains um, uh, Crimson Very Ghost. small bicep. <laughs> okay. All right. You can't lift 285 anymore, dude. Don't yeah. You? I mean, as we discussed last episode, I can lift 400 pounds. <laughs> not not consecutively. <laughs> but over the course of a day Bunch or two. five pound weights. Yeah. I, I think I can do it. Anyways. So we, so we love the Misfits. And Danzig, this original singer of the Misfits, was headlining the Wiltern in Los Angeles. With Azalea dying and bleeding through opening up for them, I think. Yeah, which and, was and amazing. That one Lake band. of Fire or something, who did a an amps like feedback solo, which was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to. I didn't want to steal it from you, but this no, is my ahead. favorite thing from the show. <laughs> the very the first band, band. The, the opening band. At one point, their their guitar player, I, I can only describe him as like a dungeon master. Like he looked like he. DMs D and D games in my in head. His downtime. He in, had like really long hair. It was um, almost like Zach Galifianakis with long hair. <laughs> I think in yeah, my head. <laughs> but, but but like Zach Galifianakis in his thicker days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he was like a big guy, long hair, kind of thinning on the top, and some facial hair. And he he's he like strummed his guitar, got it feeding back like against his amp, waving it, and then he uh, completely released the guitar and starts just dialing knobs. <laughs> on his amp, and he was just vibing out, dialing the knobs, and that was his solo for that song. And it, solo. it wasn't just us; people in the crowd were like, "The fuck is that guy?" <laughs> Everybody's like slapping each other, like, "Look at that! Look at that! He's just—he's playing an amp solo." <laughs> so that, bad. That's how it started. That's how it started. It got worse, only for me, kinda. Anyways, so this was a very legendary show because um, for anybody who's not a Misfits fan, they broke up legendary in 1983, refused to play with each other. And here in 2004, for the very first time since 83, 
Danzig and the guitar player, Doyle, were going to play Misfits songs on stage for the very first yeah, time. we were going to see it. We were witnessing history. So stoked. Why would you ever want to miss that? We we bought tickets. We didn't miss it. Anyways, so we're... we're uh, the Misfits section starts, going around the pit. Uh, most A lot of our girlfriends were there. My girlfriend was there. And the circle pit starts, and my girlfriend goes... I'm a little nervous. Can, can you stay with me? Like, I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to get hurt or anything. And, you know, I was like, I was like, I came here to go in the pit. The mis- They're playing Misfits songs. Yeah. You didn't have to come. <laughs> I'm here for this. I'm going in the circle pit, which I don't do anymore because I don't want to get hurt. But yeah, yeah, no. at the time I was doing it anyways. So I was like, nah, I'm going around. I go around like two laps. I'm coming back around. And all of a sudden I see this giant crowd. Like everyone's crouched down around somebody. Oh boy. And uh, the Wiltern has tiers, like a balcony and stuff. Somebody jumped off the balcony and landed on my girlfriend and knocked her out. They're like, oh, this will be really sick. I'll jump down and everybody will catch me. I'm like, nope. I landed on a high school girl's head. And I missed the entire set. We had to leave. I was in the emergency room until like 4 in the morning. Missed the whole thing. Wow. Yeah, it was a good story. I had a really good time. <laughs> I remember um, I had a I had this misfit shirt, like the the, the standard one with the the big the big uh, crimson ghost on it, and it had been slowly deteriorating over the years. I already cut the sleeves off of it, and the belly was like right in his mouth was starting to rip a hole, so like my belly button would show, but it also looked like he was talking. And I, I was I was like, guys, I think this is gonna be the shirt slash show. <laughs> Give it a good send off. And I was I was like in the pit, and at one point somebody's hand hooked into the mouth of it, and it, and it ripped like a good amount where like my entire midsection was showing. So you had a belly shirt. And, yeah, it was a, a little crop top. <laughs> and so I finally just went. I said, "Fuck it," and I ripped it like Hulk Hogan to finish it, and then I threw it onto the stage to uh, at Danzig's feet as a sacrifice. Amazing. Yes, of course. That, that's my biggest memory of it. <laughs> uh, he, he still remember. hasn't called me. I remember fuck all because I wasn't there during the most legendary Misfit show. You probably remember time. more than your girlfriend who got concussed, <laughs> suffered short-term memory loss. Question is, was I more upset about her being concussed or missing the Misfit set? That's that's not a question. You missed the Misfit set. You were upset about it. <laughs> Some terrible person is what you're saying? I didn't say it. Yeah. Anyways, that was the... <laughs> That was the end of our December. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So ended on a real high note. Real high note, yeah. They say chivalry's dead, but really it's just knocked out. <laughs> and actually, that's the end of our 2004 as well. Oh my god. Yeah. So up next is, uh, we graduated in 2005, so yeah, we're but, almost well, done. So next episode, you get, to, you get to see us next week as well. We are going back through a... B- b- Bonus episode. And we're going to talk to you about how we wrote the album that we discussed in this episode. It's very interesting stuff. Super interesting stuff. Yeah. And it's just uh, going to be a little I, more drunk, I would I, assume. Yeah, I mean, probably. Yeah. But I remember the uh, the recording process that I tried to interrupt. Um, yeah. I have more I have more memories from that that yeah. I will bring up in the b- 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 bonus episode. Anyways. Um, sign off. You got one for this one? Oh, man. Um, Can you give us a Danzig impression or something since we're talking about him? uh, Mother, tell your children they should listen to this podcast. (laughs)
And tell your children not to stop listening I to this podcast. I love that you um you tried to whisper to the camera by blocking your voice to the microphone. Maybe I'm the drunk one. Yeah. <laughs> I've had too much this is a three hundred milligram drink here, so Yeah. I, I think me at like four or five beers deep, we become even, even. <laughs> with each other. How rude. <laughs> That's a good sign up. How rude. Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.